looking at a framework from which you can build a business that's energetically sustainable over time and thinking like what energy and time and resources do I have available right now? And how can I put that into a business model that works? Because if we go around the other way and we look at like, I need to build a business that's like financially successful right away. There's a lot of ways you can make a business that's financially successful. You may be working like 24 hours a day, every day to get there because you're pulling in a million strategies and tips and tricks. Welcome to Mind Over Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Runyon, a mindset-obsessed food blogger and food photographer. You are listening to the only podcast designed to help food bloggers up-level their mindset to manifest their biggest blogging goals. Welcome to Mind Over Blog. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Over Blog Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I am very happy to be here with you today. Thank you for tuning in. You're amazing. And thank you. I mean, I just said it, but I can never say it enough. And today is an exciting episode. Today is part one of a two-part series that I am going to be having with Miss Jennifer Hulley. And let me tell you, both of them are, they're epic. And I can't wait to share them with you guys. This uh, episode, part one, is talking with Jennifer about finding an aligned, authentic strategy for your business. And you're going to hear all about what that means. It's really focused on your energy and the amount of energy you have and the amount of energy you're putting into your business and what to do if you've already started this, you know, a side hustle or it's turned into your full-time hustle and you've energetically matched, maxed yourself out and you need to like backtrack, backpedal a little bit, create something that's more sustainable, create something that brings you joy. You are going to love everything Jennifer has to say. I found Jennifer on Instagram, you know, that's how it usually goes, I feel like, and I have been pretty much stalking her account ever since because she has so much good information. Jennifer is a brand coach who guides entrepreneurs to develop an authentic brand strategy so they can connect with the right people, communicate their story, and convert with ease. So, I mean, how awesome is that? And she's so smart and so intelligent. She has so much experience. She's an amazing food photographer, which she does every once in a while. She has a very long history of a ton of experience. So I can't wait for you guys to hear more about her, learn more about creating an aligned energetic strategy for your business, and then tune in for part two because you're not going to want to miss part two. It's amazing. And it might rock the boat a little bit, which isn't my intention, but I'll leave you hanging for that. Oh, and I almost forgot. You guys, my audio sounds like garbage on this episode. I don't know what happened, but I wanted to make sure that I apologize ahead of a time. I know that it's totally annoying and I am a little embarrassed, but there's nothing I can do because the conversation is amazing and I don't want to record it. So (laughs) re-record it. I don't know what happened. I sound like I'm in a can. I hope that it's bearable. I don't want you to think it's the expectation of my show, especially if it's the first time you're tuning in. So also on a better note, Jennifer is going to be offering an amazing discount for all Mind Over Blog listeners. So be sure to check it out in the story. And so here's this discount. You're going to get a 25% discount for the first three people who sign up for an October 1st start date of her Level Up Brand Authenticity VIP Coaching Program. This is a one-time offer where you get to take $1,500 off the price, friends. 
Like that's so generous. Not offered to anyone else. And it's just for the listeners of this podcast. Her Level Up program is a unique program that combines mindset coaching with authentic brand identity and supportive business strategy to bring your business to the next level. It has a personalized curriculum of resources, tasks, feedback, and ongoing support. And you will have everything you need to make 2022 an amazing year for your business and life. So don't forget to check out that offer. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited. I have been excited about this conversation for months because I think you booked it back in like, I don't know, June. So (laughs) it was a while ago. I remember booking it and then I had no computer for a while. And it's just, yeah, it's been, and we've been talking on Instagram for quite a while. So it's like all coming together today, which is awesome. Yes. I'm a huge fangirl of you and everything that you have to say. So I feel very privileged to have you on the show and to be diving into your brain because I love the way that you explain things. I love the way that like the approach that you have to business. So let's just first start with who you are, what you do. So everyone knows more about you. Yeah. So I'm Jennifer Hulley and I am a brand and business coach and I work specifically with solopreneurs, which is different than an entrepreneur. Um, And most of my clients are in the food and lifestyle industry. So that means I work with food bloggers, food photographers, um, some chefs, some nutritionists, recipe developers, basically food creators is a way to think of these people. And What I do is I help them understand themselves better so that they can create a business strategy that's rooted in their authentic desires, their authentic personality, so that it will help propel their business into the next level. And um, I have, yeah, I have like a very bizarre route to how I got there. I want to hear it. Those are my favorites. (laughs) When people are like, so how did you land in this space? I'm like, okay, how much time do you have? Um, I have like two parts of my life that basically came down to this convergence of my own authentic strategy, right? Like coming together and creating my own business model that worked based on like what I am interested in and what I'm good at. Um, And just like what lit me up and what sort of pulled me to what opportunities I felt pulled towards. So the one side, the traditional side, I'll say, and I mean, traditional, like you grow up, you go to school, you get an education and you enter the career world. That was... I went to school for psychology and I got a psych degree and I then pursued a teaching degree and I basically entered the world of public education. And that was really driven by, I've like been fascinated by human behavior since I was a little kid. Like I loved, and personality, like remember the personality surveys in the like 17 magazine? <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm or like, and I'm like 39 years old and I'm still doing Buzzfeed surveys. <laughs> what type of cheese am I? I need to know. So I have this, like, it got me into teaching and education. And I worked as a teacher and a curriculum leader and also as a consultant in education, um, teaching teachers and teaching students. So I worked through that. But I also had this, like, massive side hustle that has followed me for over, I would say, the last 15 years as well. Like, the second I started my teaching career, I started a side hustle career in the arts. And that was in, um, I started with wedding photography wedding and portrait photography and I did that for many years and like learned about myself what I liked and didn't like and it it morphed more into food photography and I built a food and product photography business for a few years which then you know you get these opportunities and you kind of like 
they're like little, not shiny objects, but they're like twinkling little stars. You're like, okay, I'm interested. Let me go see. So I would be pulled to more like consulting and coaching and developing um, business plans for other people that were working in the food space. So I worked with Nestle and their social media activators to help them understand how to basically convey their brand story online. And I would work one-to-one coaching like nutritionists or people that were starting up. And so all these things sort of happened and they've come together to where I am now, which is the brand and the business coaching. And it's a lot of coaching and support and psychology and strategy and content creation and food. And it's all just come into this very messy, but nice, neat package for me. It works for me and it works for the clients that I work with. So it's always different and new. And uh, that's where I am. That's awesome. And I, well, I love hearing everybody's story because I feel sometimes people are so scared to take that little twist, you know, a little, oh, I wasn't expecting this little Little detours, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's always really special to hear everybody's story to help empower people who may be struggling with, should I take this little, you know, this is, you know, it's something that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. Right. If something's interesting enough to have like caught your attention and caught your eye, there's always a reason you should investigate it. Um, and one of the things I do with my clients is like teaching them to be really mindfully aware of, are they chasing or following something that's interesting to them? Or is it something that they've picked up because we like scripts and we like predictability, you know, and you say like, I'm going to be a X, Y, Z. And you get this idea of these career check marks that you should be pursuing when you're going after this one thing. But I really believe like you can build like what's a portfolio career, right? Like you can pull in the best of the best and the things that you're interested in and create this really dynamic way of existing in the world and connecting with people through your gifts and your interests and passions. And it doesn't have to look the way it looks for everybody else. That's beautiful. And your food photography is amazing. Your pictures are beautiful. I mean, obviously there's a lot of food bloggers that listen to this and food photographers. And if they haven't noticed the food, I mean, they've probably noticed the food pictures on your account, but for yeah. them to realize that those are yours and they're beautiful. So no, thank you. Yeah. By that your brand was like- and your personality, like you are so, you do it so well and it always, I, I, you know, draws you into your account. And so I can only imagine what your clients get out of working with you. No, thank you. Um, the food thing was funny because when I was a wedding photographer and I was like, shout out to wedding photographers. Cause I don't know how they do it. <laughs> it's a hard job, but I realized when I was doing it for a few years and I was like, I don't really like this. Like something's bugging me. And I leaned into like, okay, what am I really like enjoying in the day or what am I spending my time doing? And I was spending like so much of my wedding photography day styling the the tables and taking a photograph of the plates and the details and the food. And I'm like, I am so jazzed up about photographing this cake and not the bride and groom. (laughs) I was like, like, why do I have so many pictures of cake? I was like, why do I have so many pictures of cake and shoes and details? And that was what sort of like drew me in food photography, right? So it's like finding these little bits that you're interested in. But I still love taking photos. And it's still part of the work that I do with some of my clients. It just comes out in different ways. So one of the things that you talk a lot about, and even on your website, you talk a lot about creating a sustainable business. And I feel like that's such an important message and such a hard thing to even grasp. Because one, it's an online business platform. And two, like it's starting out as a side hustle for so many. And I feel like when you start a side hustle, the word hustle is in there for a reason because you are hustling the F out of your life trying to make it work. And it's already from the time you hit go, it's not sustainable. So let's talk more about like what you believe to be like 
what is a sustainable business to you? What does sustainable even mean as a side hustle? I just want to pick mm-hmm. your brain around that yeah. subject. I think um, my answer to a lot of questions always starts with the same thing, that there is no one answer. And it's like, ah, oh, what? I asked you an answer and you're telling me there is no answer. Um, but there is no one answer. And that's the whole like premise of the approach that I do with people is there is no one strategy and there is no one thing that works for everybody. And so there is no one definition of sustainability that applies to everybody, right? And so if you're talking about building a sustainable business model, you have to really do the inner work and dive in and be like, well, what does sustainability mean to me? Because I'm a single mom with a two-year-old and sustainability to me looks very different now that I do this full time than when I was doing it, you know, before with a child, a small, you know, baby and still having a nine to five. Sustainability was very different then than it is now. What was sustainable a couple of years ago when I didn't have kids and I was, you know, freewheeling and doing whatever I wanted was very different, right? So I think sustainability changes and even within your own life, like, Sustainability today will be different for you tomorrow, depending on your shifting needs, your energy, what's going on in the world, what's going on in your family. But I think the most important thing to focus on is to consider the concept of, we always talk ROI, like return on investment, right? Um, And I say to people, like, let's think about the ROE, which is the return on energy. So thinking about the return on the energy that you're going to be able to put into what you're doing right now and knowing that the energy, like energy is, it fluctuates, right? It's never going to be finite. Um, And so looking at a framework from which you can build a business that's energetically sustainable over time and thinking like what energy and time and resources do I have available right now? And how can I put that into a business model that works? Because if we go around the other way and we look at like, I need to build a business that's like financially successful right away. There's a lot of ways you can make a business that's financially successful. You may be working like 24 hours a day every day to get there because you're pulling in a million strategies and tips and tricks. And if you do that and then you do experience financial success, you've built it within within an infrastructure that you can't support. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll ne- not be able to continue doing that full time. So I think it's about being really aware of who you are, what you enjoy doing, what's easy, what's difficult, where you need support, what things you can let go of, what things you can outsource, what things you can save for later. And then looking at how you take all that information and build something that you can continue with on a daily basis for now, and then continue to revisit it. So it's something that I do with my clients. We always start with an audit of like their their self and understanding their self and their goals before we create any kind of goal or action plan for their business. Like there's no way they always come in being like, I want the strategy. Like, what is my business plan and my goals and what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, we need to actually understand what the foundation is that we're going to build this on. Right. Like if you think like you were going to build a house, you wouldn't build a house without building the foundation. Right. The framework. But you wouldn't build the framework before you even like got the land ready. Right. So it's that process of, okay, for the sustainability, your land has got to be pretty, pretty good. It's got to be even. It's got to be. Um, supportive. It's got to be something from which you can then put a framework on and then build your house and then have house parties and go all like Gatsby style (laughs) and having a lot of fun. So I think it's, it's about doing what you can, but a lot of that is like, what is sustainable energetically is what flows and what's natural and what's easy. Right. 
And it's when you're chasing the things that are more challenging or go against the grain. People, some people use the term zone of genius, right? When you're like not in your zone of genius, that's when things are going to be more like draining on your energetic bank account, so to speak. And so you kind of answered what was going to be my next question. How would someone know they have started their side hustle or have made it to this? Not even it's a full time thing for them. And how would they know that this isn't sustainable? And it sounds like the answer is, how are you feeling energetically? Like how? Yeah. How do you how do you feel on a daily basis? Or like, what noises are you making when you sit down and open oh, up the computer? Perfect. Do you go like, Ugh, or are you like, Ugh, or are you like, yeah. hmm, like listen, like really tune in to like, how the heck are you feeling, right? And how much time and space do you have? in your day to other things to do to give to other things, right? So how are you feeling energetically? What's your time and space allotment look like? Who are you beyond your work? Is there space for that? Right? Like if there's nothing happening other than your work, 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 maybe something needs to shift there. Mm -hmm. So there's so many you and I talked about this the other day. And I want you to say it because it was so brilliant. But like a lot of I hope I remember what I said. Well, you did. It's your mind. So you just what you said. So it's I feel like especially working with bloggers, they have this idea that they're going to create this epic business that brings in. And I'm just talking in generality, but for the most part, they want to bring it in through ad income and they want to do it by this XYZ formula and they all have, they come in it from a different, you know, I have three kids and I stay at home. I have friends that work full time and take care of their kids full time. You know, everyone comes out, but they all want to do it the same way. Like they all want to, I'm going to get out three blog posts because that's what they say I have to do. You had a saying where you talked about what blog rhymed with and like recognizing <laughs> oh, this one. I remember this one. Yeah. I want you to talk yeah. about that because I want or people I said- to, yeah blog rhymes with slog like it's a slog it's like it's well it is hard work blogging is not easy right it's not um there's a lot that goes into it you're not just taking photos of food and putting it up um sorry we continue what you're saying well just know that it that it it, you know rhymes with it because it's a slow process and being okay with that and sustainability wise you know merging that with the sustainability of i'm starting this thing that Mm -hmm. is a slow process period. No, it didn't used to be, but it is now. And creating it even, you know, no, keeping that in mind, because I think people are like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in a year, you know, period. <laughs> and while there are people that do it, they get to that in year, they get to that year and they're like, well, this didn't feel very good. You know, yeah. I'm stressed. Is there the a point in doing it within a year? If at the end of the year you quit, like, right. You know what I mean? Like what's the, yeah, you could do it in a year, but maybe after that year, you won't be doing it. anymore because you hate it or you're burnt out or you just can't continue it so it's like at what cost is doing xyz in that time frame right um and i you were saying like you look online people look online for solutions and say like oh i'm going to follow this plan do this many posts by this many days that's because we want like the path of least resistance right like our brain wants to see what's the route that's going to make sure I'm successful? We want to know. We want to know that our ROI is going somewhere, right? We want to make sure that we're getting, that we're not wasting time and we're not wasting energy and wasting resources. But part of that too is not overextending or overexpending our resources and our energy and our time, right? So, and I think the thing like, yeah, it will take a long time. Blogging takes a while. Um, I don't have a food blog. 
there's a reason why I don't have a food <laughs> blog. I have danced around with the idea of doing it. And I'm like, nope, that's not for me. That is not what I want to do. Um, because, and it's like, you can, you can make a very viable business through ad revenue on in food blogging, but it takes a while. So if you can go into it knowing like, I'm going to be working at this for a year, two years, three years, and expect to see, you know, a trajectory that goes up in terms of your ad revenue. How are you going to like nurture your space and yourself so that you're able to continue? Because it's only going to come in, like the dollars will come in with you being able to continue and um, develop sustained action, right? And so that's like, and I think there's another thing that people tend to, like bloggers can look at it and think like, okay, I'm a blogger, ad revenue, that's it. That's the mm -hmm. only way I'm going to make money. Absolutely not. Like, mm -hmm. that's not the only way to make money. That's one way to make money. And there's lots of people that are, have been successful making money that way. And that's probably why there's a lot of like resources and courses telling you how to make money that way, because that's what people know. But there are many, many ways that you can um, take your skill set and your interests and basically in, not incentivize them, but like turn them into revenue. Right. So I've worked with a client before who was pursuing a blog and they were thinking like, OK, ad revenue. That's what I want. And we picked it apart as part of the audit, you know, where I said, like going back to what you're really interested in because you're going to be working for not a lot of pay to start with what was exciting to her what was like the flow state um and it wasn't actually the content creation like if you want to be a blogger you better really really like recipe testing write-up photography basically being like a media powerhouse right but this person liked connecting with other people and the teaching and the um education and helping right so it was looking at their business model being like, yeah, okay, ad revenue can come, but how about doing something that's like service-based and looking at like workshops, online classes or downloadable guides or things like that. Like there's all different ways that you can tier your income into different, you know, different revenue sources. Mm -hmm. So what happens, and you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, you get to the, you might get to that end goal really fast, but you want to quit. And I, see it a lot and I feel it a lot, you know, where you, you do have these days. And I think it's normal in the entrepreneurial space to have waves of like, I can't do this. I'm ready to quit. But what happens if they get to the point where like, I, I I'm going to, I want to quit like, because they didn't think of sustainability from the beginning or even have that come into path, how do they backtrack? What would be the first step? Someone's like, say they're to the point where they're completely overwhelmed. They've created, created this, business model air quote they may not even know it's a business model but what they've created um is not sustainable how do they backtrack like what would be your first step that you suggest to them to kind of get back into a space mm -hmm. where they feel more energetically aligned i think the first thing would be and we do this as you know i this is one of the big things that we work on with my clients is like go back to your original why so like, why did you pursue this path? Why did you start this blog? Why did you start this business or whatever? What was the motivating factor? Like, what were you hoping to experience, have, feel? Like, what were the transformations you were expecting to have in your life? Maybe it's financial. That's totally fine to be like, yes, I started this business because I wanted to make money. Or maybe it was like, I started this business because I really enjoyed writing or I liked talking to people in my local community or it could be a transformation or something that you expected and hoped for the other person. But going back to like, why, what was that gut thing or that little like spark inside you that made you take action initially? 
because it was feeding a need at some, there was some need, right? That something that you were desiring, whether it was to have a certain feeling or to acquire a certain resource or something, there was a, a hope and dream attached to that action that you took when you started the business. And I would want to know what that is in comparison to where you are now. Like what's the disconnect? Because that's where the feeling of, um, the feeling of like being off your path would come in from. You can know, like knowing that like, this isn't working, I'm not happy, that's not a bad thing, but it's like, okay, why? Where is the misalignment coming from? And you can't really understand the misalignment unless you understand where you are now and like where you thought you were going. Almost think of it like a map. Like if you had drawn a map, like a journey, you thought you were gonna go here to here, right? Your start point, your end point. Where's your car right now? <laughs> right. On that. Like, are you in a different state? <laughs> are you like, what happened? Did you go? And then also critically looking at like what happened since you started your business? What decisions did you make? Were they in line with your goals? Um, it's like this process of like, it's like a psychological and mental cleaning out of your closet in your brain and experiences. So everything that you were thinking, hoping, wanting to achieve what actually happened. And then, it's like, like I said, pulling it all out of the closet, putting it all on the floor and being like, okay, now what are we going to do with it? How are we going to put it back? What boxes are we going to put things back into? What stuff are we going to put into a garbage bag and get rid of? This is a weird analogy, but this is where my brain is going <laughs> right it. now. But it's like cleaning out the closet and it's like, you got to like pull all the shit out sometimes before you can actually start to understand what you have and then start to organize it better. So I would say if you're really, really disconnected from where you thought you were going to be and looking at quitting it's like go back to like what were you hoping to achieve by starting it what were you hoping to feel where are you right now and where's the disconnect because it could be something like yes you're overworked or you don't have enough time like we'll talk about like why I originally thought I wanted a food blog was because I like romanticized the idea of like I'd be in my kitchen I'd just be like writing and my life would be all very like free flowy and like very feminine energy but it's right. not totally right. right like there's this whole other like hustle side to it um, so maybe it's something like that, or maybe it's like you've outgrown the goal, right? Like that has, that happens too. Like people grow and we develop and change, especially as you're building a business, you're learning new things and having new experiences. So it's possible that like, you've just hit that critical point where it's like a pivot's necessary yeah. and pivots can be small or they can be big, but it's this continual process of like self-awareness, self-reflection and then future planning and then continuing to go through this cycle. Like I wouldn't say start your business and check in like a year later. Hopefully you don't get to that point right. a year later where you're burnt out because you're engaged in this constant process of like diving inward and understanding what's going on and then critically assessing what you've been doing. Yeah. And then being willing to pivot, like take action. If, oh, yeah. if your why is still there, if your why, you know, and you, you talked about money, that's the other thing that I think is really important. Um, people if you're starting for the money but you haven't done anything to make the money other than write blog posts let's revisit how you can make money you know like you said there's a yeah like that's and that's money. the thing like wanting to make money is not bad like we need right? to talk about like people need to make money and there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying i want to make more money i want a better salary i want to send my kids to private school or i want to go on a vacation or I want a new car or i just don't want to have to worry about what grocery store i shop at like it is okay to want to make money, but if you want to make money, it's like now, like you need that need to have the money is a very time uh, pressing. Look at some other ways to make money that are going to be bringing it into your space. And what can you, you know, like your ex energy exchange, what can you put out and what can you give for people that will bring in revenue for you 
sooner, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. What about, I know the other thing that you talk about, and we're making this like a two-part conversation with you. So, you know, like, what is something people can do? You talk about flow in your business. Like, what does that mean? How do you create flow in your, in your business? Does that start again with your energy and how you're feeling from step A to Z? I think flow is like, we think of flow, we think of like water moving, right? But it also comes in different speeds. You can have like water dripping or like rushing or whatever. So flow, it will change. But for me, when I say like creating flow in your business, it means creating ease and enjoyment, right? And being able to not feel like you're the hamster on the wheel that can't get off the wheel because you don't know that there's anything beyond the wheel and not being on a conveyor belt where you're like following things mindlessly, but creating space and sorry, I've lost my thought. There we go. That's okay. I knew it would happen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was doing so good. <laughs> good. Uh, create flow back up. Okay. Here we go. So creating flow in your business to me means um, setting up systems and setting up like expectations for yourself in your business so that things run smoothly, right? So that they are moving and you're not constantly feeling like you're fighting an uphill battle. You don't feel like you're the hamster on the wheel spinning around and around, not getting anywhere. But the way you get into flow is by setting yourself up for success, right? Like not forcing yourself to do the things that are challenging or like we all have our areas of genius, right? I know there's the concept like zone of genius, zone of competence, zone of whatever, whatever, it gets more complicated. Um, But not putting expectations on yourself where you're like constantly operating in a zone that is not optimal for yourself, right? And this comes from like, and this is hard because social media and everything is you feel like you have to do everything, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's like, video now I gotta now I know I need to know how to dance like I don't know how to dance like I can't do that right like or it's like I need to write I need to know how to do numbers like no like you can't do everything so creating flow I think we if we take a step back creating flow is really understanding yourself first so that you can set things up to support that and that's where the self-awareness piece comes in so do you really understand your strengths do you understand your learning style and how you are better able to like intuitively communicate with people with ease. Like, are you a verbal learner? Are you someone that needs to do something with your hands? Like knowing where your strengths lie and the areas of need are a good way to sort of start with, okay, this is the stuff I'm going to get help with this. I'm going to outsource this, or I'm going to get somebody to do this, or I'm just not going to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if something is not working for you, don't force yourself to do it, right? Because you're not going to, A, you're not going to win any trophies, right? Nobody's, and it's not going to serve you or your audience if you're doing something that isn't in alignment with like what feels good for you. There's a concept, I don't know if you know the book uh, Essentialism by Mark, I think Greg McEwen, his name's Greg McEwen. And he talks about, um, and I use this phrase of his a lot, understanding what, he talks about like putting on, taking clothes from your closet, but what looks good, what feels good, and what does good. So looking at everything that, like every um, idea or thing that you want to put into your business, assess it under that. Like, does this look good? Not like, does it look good to others? But like, do I feel good with this? Like if you put on a dress and you're like, yeah, this looks good on me. I feel great in this. Does it do good for your business? Does it do good for the people that you're connecting with? And does it feel good, right? Because if it's not feeling good or it doesn't really look good with your 
your brand identity or for yourself or for where you're going, then it's probably wrong. So it's understanding who you are, getting support, saying yes, saying no. Um, but ultimately it's like writing your own rules, mm -hmm. right? Creating your own expectations and rewriting them frequently. Because if you're following other people's parameters and other people's rules, you're basically putting your experience inside a box, right? And I think if you, it's a really powerful like statement to have, write your own story, write your own rules, just remembering that, that you're in charge and you're creating this space. So if you want flow, make the space for flow. Mm -hmm. And trusting yourself once yes. you decide to do it. You know, self-trust yes. is huge. Yeah, there's and layers to this, like 100% self-trust and knowing like, yeah, and self-respect as well, respecting yourself enough to say no to things and to lean into things. It's hard. Yeah, well, and I think self-trust is hard and it's, but one of the things that I think that, that helps is to keep in mind, if there was one way for everyone to do this, I could hand you the instructions and you would be in the same place as someone else. Yes. And that is not possible. I don't know that it's ever been that way. So that means you're not supposed to do what it means. You are supposed to trust you have your own path and trust that. And that's, you know, just follow along on your path and listen to your intuition. I, I talk about that a lot, just listening to your intuition and you can't hear it, you know, if you're tuning it out and following the noise of everyone else. No, you can't hear your own voice if you're like bombarding your mental space with other people's opinions constantly, right? Like there's the concept of like information overload, but with the the nature of like social media and just the digital space now, it's like we're in a space of opinion overload, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could go on Instagram. Actually, this happens a lot. <laughs> I'll go on Instagram and I'll like go through reels and someone's like, to achieve this, do A, B, C, D, never do this. And then I'll switch to the next reel and they'll be telling me the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just got two very conflicting. Are you telling me I got to do this? And now you're saying if I do this, I'll never like make a successful business. Like what, what the hell's going on? Um, and so there's this, we're in this state of opinion overload right now. So it's giving yourself, like you said, the self-trust, but also giving yourself like building the confidence to become a critical consumer of content, a critical consumer of opinion, just a critical consumer of trends even, right? Like really giving yourself that space and authority to be like, I'm going to step back. And I'm going to think about this because social media moves so quickly that you can feel like, oh my God, I got to do this now. Like there's people doing a, a reel right now where they're doing some weird hand jive dance thing. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not a dancer. I said, right. But it's like they're counting and they're doing this and they're answering questions and people are like, I got to spin that out really fast. And it's like, no, you don't. Like, stop, like, stop and take a minute and be like, why do I feel like I need to do this? Does it look good? Does it feel good? Is it going to do good for my business? And if it's not, say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, every time I try and do a reel, you know that I struggle with reels, like, real hard. <laughs> it's like, you know, I know. I, so foreign to me. Every time I do it, I spend so much time doing it. By the time I'm done, literally hours, I'm like, I could have wrote a blog post in that amount of time. Something yeah. else that could have moved my needle forward in a totally mm -hmm. different way that felt good to me because that didn't feel good the entire two hours. I was yeah. trying to feel, you know, finish, finish a reel, figure out the reel, getting Instagram to work correctly. So I, I totally feel you and understand you on, on that. 
Yeah, and I think like the critical, like also being a critical creator of content, right? Like stepping back and being like, is this piece of content a real or whatever going to help my business? And not even like your business, it's about knowing your audience and who you're serving, right? And going like, well, are they even on reels? Are they watching reels? Are they, is this where they are? And if they're not, maybe it's like time to look at a different strategy or a different um, sounding board, like get on, getting on email or something else, right? Um, especially as like social media and stuff shifts and change. Like when Instagram went and announced that they were going to video, people were like, Oh my God, you know, like there was a massive freak out, um, collectively because people were like, I don't know how to adjust my strategy. Now I got to do video because they're saying I got to do video. It's like, well, yeah, this is where I always say like, step back a bit and go, okay, yes. Video is something that is being pushed. It's also, if you look at like the trends of how people interact with content over the last few years, video has been taking an upwards trajectory, right? It's gaining more and more importance. Okay, so say you hate making video. Does it mean you're not gonna make video? Maybe, but it also means maybe you're not gonna make video in the way that you're seeing other people make video. Like there's still probably that middle ground where you could find a way to make video work for you, but in a way that feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And opening up to that, because when you, you know, especially when somebody's like, I, I'm not doing video, I'm terrible at video or whatever, whatever you put those restrictions on, it doesn't allow for those other ideas to come through your yeah. subconscious mind. It, you just automatically shut off that valve. Nothing's coming through, but staying yeah. open to it. Like you're saying, okay, maybe I'm not going to do it right now. Or I'm just going to pause and not freak out over this and let whatever comes through. That way you can get the idea of mm -hmm. how you can approach video that works for your business. Yeah. And then going back to that, like I say, you write your own rules, right? Okay. So yeah, reels are a lot of people like dancing and pointing at text bubbles. That doesn't mean that's the way you have to do it. A reel could be, you know what I mean? A reel could be a time-lapse of you working. A reel could be a story that you posted. You just save the story that you've made and you post it again as a reel. Like there's different ways to approach it. And I think we do ourselves a disservice when we like put the blinders on and think like, I need, again, like you said, we go on the internet and see like, we have to do it this way. Um, we see what's happening on Instagram or wherever is reels. And we're like, we have to do it this way or it won't be successful. But it's like, no, have like the confidence and trust yourself that you'll find a way to make it work for you and it will be successful and it will help move your business strategy forward because it's rooted in the right things. Yeah. Well, I think that's an awesome stopping point, but I want to make sure that, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience prior to wrapping up about, you know, sustainability and energy and trusting yourself or anything that we talked about? I think it's just, I would love everyone to remember that, like what we touched on, there is no one recipe for success, right? You make your own recipe for success and you do that by being a critical, like I said, a critical consumer and a critical creator. So really giving yourself that space to dive inwards, understand yourself, your personality, your desires, what it is you want out of your life, giving yourself the space to like dive into your business model, whatever, what, who it is that you're serving, why that all, you know, encompassing why, what's that transformation. And then just having the, like supporting yourself with trying things, right? Trying new things, checking in with yourself and remembering that it's okay if you try something and it doesn't work because you can always just pivot and try something else again. Like there's, it's going to be this constant state of creation and change and support yourself. Like be kind to yourself while you're doing that because that's where sustainability will happen too when you're being supportive and kind with yourself as you go through this process. Mm -hmm. I love that. Where can everyone find you? 
you can find me on the internet. <laughs> I'm mostly on I'm mostly on Instagram or my website. So I at Instagram, sorry, on Instagram you can find me at Jennifer Hully and my website is jenniferhully.com. On my website you'll find information about how I work with people, so my one-to-one coaching programs as well as the group programs. Instagram there's like daily tips, tricks, all sorts of things with do thought work and whatnot. Um and I mainly keep in touch with people that way. So Instagram, as well as my email list, um, you can sign up for that on Instagram. And then just check out the space. Yeah, because I'll have a podcast coming soon, too. Like I say, where can you find me? I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the over internet. the place. <laughs> yes, the internet. The best place, <laughs> place to find me, though, is on Instagram or my website. And then you'll see all the things that I've got going on, like the email list, the podcast, the courses and whatnot. And then we can connect there and send me voice notes. I love voice notes in my DMs. If people want to talk, I like to talk. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your zone of genius with us today. Thank you. It was great talking to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Mind Over Blog Podcast. Don't forget, if you love this episode, to leave us a review and then tag me on Instagram at Mind Over Blog. Share it in your stories. I'd love to know what you like the most about this episode. Until the next time, have a great day.